Hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Corrin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we want to talk to you about insecurity. Human, canine, equine. It's, it's all wine. It's all, all <laughs> wine. It's all the same stuff. Truly, how can we, as mobility specialists, as body workers, as performance professionals, or as competitors, deal with insecurity on a practical and a therapeutic level. Yeah, because insecurity is what shuts, shuts down movement, okay? If, you're, if your body feels insecure about a specific movement, or an animal's body feels insecure about a specific movement, it will not do it. It will stop. It will avoid it. It will do some other behavior rather than that movement. So insecurity is both a physical and an emotional component. And chemical, you know, yep. which is an electrical. And it's all related. Fortunately, we don't have to talk to you about the human element because we're focusing on the equine and canine portion. <laughs> and we don't want of, to take that much and time. And a canine <laughs> and, a, and a feline just jumped up in my face to remind me that they count, although they are quite self-sufficient and generally address fear with violence, but that's my, the cats I attracted to my life. <laughs> that being said, when you have a horse that is insecure and will not move forward, often we can address that using our hands-on techniques. Yeah, because what we do is we create mobility through a joint, and it could be the joint that creates that insecurity. It's a proprioceptive issue in that animal's brain that won't allow it to do that. So by removing that fixation or subluxation and creating mobility, that increased mobility and proprioception, the ability to feel what's going on in that joint, because sometimes it's just, it doesn't feel the joint at all. So to feel that joint, a lot of times relieves or takes away that insecurity. And it is true. And Following up on what Dave just said, lack of feeling, not knowing where you are in space, can create a greater level of insecurity than pain. Many of us work through pain, but if you can't feel where your foot is, a horse can't feel where his hind end is, isn't going to take off from the ground or spin around a barrel or... Slide. Slide or, 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 because... You've got to feel it first. So in a pathological sense, lack of awareness is a higher level of concern than actual pain or discomfort. Absolutely. And we've seen that over and over again, and especially in our jumpers that we treat. Well, absolutely. And, you know, where you miss a step or there's tripping or there is... Crashing through jumps, or there is abnormal behavior without any disease or infirmity. You know, our our philosophy is you always rule out the worst first. You check with your veterinarian, you make sure that there is no significant pathological finding, and then you look at what could possibly be causing this unwillingness, 
inability to move forward. And we're focusing today on the terminology insecurity, because when you feel secure, and you can think about this for yourselves, it is much easier to apply yourself to any task, right? If you think about something recently that you felt very secure about, how easy was it for you to proceed? And we want to help you choose methodologies to help your horse and help your dog move forward and succeed because they feel secure in that action, they feel secure in their bodies, and they feel secure with you. So it's multifaceted. Uh, and we had uh, Casey's horse, our daughter's horse, Lover Boy, was the classic example of insecurity. Because remember how he hated going downhills? Hated going downhill. Especially, when, especially in the fall when the leaves were slippery, that insecurity feeling. But at the moment we put hind boots on him, he just went right down the hill like it was nothing. And it, we didn't put the boots on tight. There weren't any hawk issues. There weren't any stifle issues. There weren't any low back issues. But he slipped one time going downhill. And that seemed to set off a, a fear-based in going downhill without some, uh, that little bit of support. So uh, hind boots... That secure feeling changed his behavior. And we can use a bit of kinesiology tape to achieve that purpose regardless of what the origin of that insecurity is. Meaning the psychosocial, the biomechanical, the purely fascial all of those can be addressed and interfaced with using fascial-based kinesiology taping. This is why my passion is teaching this. Because you, when you have a group of students together and they can assess what's going on in that animal and then you can create an interface and notice an immediate difference, that learning curve just goes sky high. You're able to jump from one level of function to another level of function because you understand the philosophy, you understand the application, and you're able to measure the results right then and there. Yeah. And this is something you're going to teach in your upcoming class, right? That's something I'm going to teach June 26th in New York if you're... Uh, Interested, act soon. Act now. Act now, absolutely. There's a lot of bonuses that are available in this next week and will not be available if you wait till June, and most likely there won't be any seats left if you wait till June. So if this is something you're interested in learning, I strongly suggest going to equiline.com and deciding. That being said, let's talk about how we interface with the nervous system via the tape to create a more secure animal. Yeah, because, and, and if you've listened to any of our podcasts and we've talked about kinesiology taping, because kinesiology ta taping is not about the area that you place it in necessarily. It's, it is part of it. But a huge part of it is the communication to the brain through the neurology in that area that's affected by 
the tape on the fascial neurology. And what's really amazing, and you know, I imagine all of you out there are familiar with thundercoats, and that feeling of security. If you're a parent and you've ever swaddled a baby and wrapped it in blankets where it feels secure, you can create better behavior. So when we interface with the brain via the mechanoreceptors and the hair follicles so that that horse, that dog, that cat, that creature, all of a sudden has a sensation going in that is one that is non-threatening. It's not being stuck by a pin or a needle or, you know, some... uh, (laughs) I don't know, my horses managed to get stuck by absolutely everything. Uh, What it is is a gentle lifting of the superficial fascia that then sends a message at rapid speed up to the brain going, hey, this area is okay. There is a sense of relief because a previously blank space Slate now has some information. And if you work with animals, you know that when they know what to do, there is an amazing amount of relaxation that comes from having a purpose and knowing where they stand in the pack. And when you apply kinesiology tape and give input, and they're on that receiving end, and that goes to the brain... It's as though you have created a placement for them in that hierarchy. They're now receiving. And once they receive, they're able to perform at a higher level. It's like a good hug. Like you know? a good it's hug. like a good hug. In fact, you remember uh, Temple Grandin uh, actually did, she, she did her thesis on this in, in college. This is how she graduated in, in, through her courses she created a box, basically, that you got inside and then you, you pushed these levers and the box squeezed around you like a hug. And she did a whole thesis on this. And that's what it was. It was based on the security feeling of being in that box and having that hug. And tape now becomes a very specific type of hug in an area of the body, which creates that security, which changes the way the brain's perception of that area. And it's not doing it the way uh, athletic tape, which actually creates a restriction. It's doing it strictly by feeding in data, okay? So let's say you have a horse that doesn't pick up its right lead. And we can hypothesize that it's because it's weak in the left hind or because it has a shoulder issue or because its feet are uneven or because it has, let's, let's not assume it has EPM or, or any neurological dysfunction. Let's assume you have a healthy horse that isn't communicating with itself or with its rider correctly. So, as we say, the aids you don't know you're giving work just as well as the aids you know you're giving. Absolutely. So we can... I'm learning that so well. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes. There's always, you know, life with animals is always, there's always more to learn. And you often need someone 
who sees the world a little differently to offer up something to add to your toolbox to be able to inspire you to do something a bit differently. And what we found is using the functional line, and the fascial lines are fascinating, and that's a whole other topic, but there are lines of communication through fascia that connect the pole to the hind leg. There are lines of fascia that connect the right shoulder to the left stifle. There are lines of fascia that connect the back of the throat to the pubic bone and down to the hind legs. So there's all of these internet connections that once you learn, you can say, hmm, I want to address this. So if I place a piece of tape from that right shoulder to that left sacroiliac, will this horse then immediately pick up the lead or not? If I place tape along the coffin joint and the horse now knows where its feet are, will this horse now place its feet differently? The amount of possibilities is really as um, large as your imagination. And and I guess... We go back to the last podcast with Lucky the Dog. I don't know if people might be tired of hearing about Lucky the Dog, but Lucky the Dog didn't get better because of how we placed the tape on. He got better because the information relating back to how the, the wrapping of the leg gave him awareness and gave him sensory input of his hind end so he could get on underneath him. You know? And that this this is that thundercoat theory, this is that hug theory, this is that security that they get from that tape allows them to get more information into their brain, which allows them to function more efficiently. And, you know, I used this on myself the other day because I was in a significant amount of pain having bashed my knee into concrete and, you know, my brain was giving me accurate input and it was really preventing me from functioning. And I placed the tape on in a way that reduced the inflammation in the area. And I walked around and I went, you know, this works on me too. And now it doesn't hurt. And now I can walk up and down the stairs. And it's equally amazing after all these years. It it continues to amaze and impress me. And one thing I was discussing with a patient today was that you learn just as much from a tape that does what you wanted it to as from taping that doesn't give you the result you expected. One way you go, I'm so brilliant, it was a functional line, I connected the dots and now I have it, or hey, it was not that, what else could I, how else can I apply this knowledge and who can I collaborate with to get the results I want? Either way, it moves you forward. It's a choice and it's a fantastic choice and I truly hope you get curious enough to learn more about it. Let's get rid of those insecurities. All right. 
It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Once again, I'm Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. Have a spectacular day.